Are you tired of being told what to think and how to act? Well, you are not alone. In case you haven't realized it, you have an internal GPS. It knows all you need to know about how to live your life. So it's about time you stopped letting the media and the government tell you what is true for you. In fact, it is exactly that time. It's time to think for yourself. And here to make sure you're doing just that is your host, mediator, author, and lawyer, Carol Gold. Hi, it's Friday, September 23rd. I'm Carol Gold, and welcome to Think for Yourself. I'd like to talk about something a political candidate who's running for office said this week, and I want to talk about it within the context of sanity and something called hypersanity. Stacey Abrams, in case you're not familiar with her name, is a politician, she's a lawyer, she's a voting rights activist, she's an abortion activist, and she's an author. Abrams served in the Georgia House of Representatives for about 10 years, until I think about 2017. And in 2018, she was the gubernatorial, she was the Democratic gubernatorial candidate in the state of Georgia. She lost that election to the Republican candidate, Brian Kemp. But Stacey Abrams refused to concede the election. And this isn't just me. This is Wikipedia. Wikipedia is hardly a right-wing bastion of information. Wikipedia acknowledges, as do many other people and public record, because she said it over and over again, that she did not lose the election. She blamed her loss on voter suppression. So in other words, she really had the votes, but they were somehow suppressed. Or people who would have voted for her weren't able to vote, mostly implying that it had to do with people of color. She's running again for governor in Georgia in November on the 2022 ballot. Stacey Abrams is an author. She has written both fiction and nonfiction. And the reason that's important in this discussion is that to write fiction, you have to have a grand imagination. I know I've written nonfiction and I've tried to write fiction. I don't have a great imagination, so I'm, I struggle when I try to write fiction. This week, speaking about abortion at Morehouse College, Stacey Abrams said the following, there is no such thing as a six-week fetal heartbeat. It's a manufactured sound designed so that men can control women's bodies. Now, that statement flies in the face of rationality. It flies in the face of fact. It flies in the face of science. Because scientifically, the cells of a heart begin to contract at three weeks, actually. So technically, a heart begins to beat at three weeks, but you can hear the sound, you can identify the sound at six weeks on an ultrasound. So the question becomes, what is sane? When is a person's perspective, when is a person's judgment, when is a person's conveyance of reality insane? Well, I think it's very reasonable to think that sanity can be subjective and that it can be subject to dispute. A lot of times we say that people are sane who act in accordance with, I guess what we call accepted social rules and social norms. But in his book called Hypersanity, Thinking Beyond Thinking, 
Nell Burton, who's a psychiatrist and a philosopher and teaches at Oxford University, University of Oxford, I guess, technically speaking, he discusses in the book how sane can be the very thing that keeps us from truly living our lives emotionally and practically speaking, keeps us from living our lives because conformity can be a very inhibiting factor. It can be pressure to conform. And that pressure can cause us to not explore or express our own creativity, our own uniqueness, your own free will. He gives examples in the book. He talks specifically about the Dalai Lama. He talks about Jane Goodall, who has worked with primates in Africa. And he says that people like the Dalai Lama or Jane Goodall might be seeming to live in a world of their own, but in reality, all they've done is delve more deeply into the way things are than, quote, the sane people around them. I identify with this because... Early in my career as an attorney, I was part of a project that was free legal aid for the mentally ill at Haverford State Mental Hospital in Bryn Mawr, actually Haverford, Pennsylvania. It's no longer there in Pennsylvania. Those state mental hospitals were closed down years ago. But at the time, we had a small contingent of lawyers. We worked out of the basement and we represented patients. It was pro bono. When I used to go up to the psychiatric ward, to the schizophrenic ward, actually, when I used to go up there, two things always went through my mind. One was, if they were all insane, how come they all talked to the same imaginary people? How come they would sit around and four or five of them would be talking to Jesus or Mother Mary or Joan of Arc or Napoleon or... Julius Caesar, how come they all could have a conversation with the same imaginary person if they were all mentally unstable and all had different realities going on? So I used to question who are really the sane and who are the insane. But the other thing that struck me, you know the expression, the inmates are running the asylum? Well, at Haverford State Mental Hospital, they had a lot of foreign doctors, foreign educated therapists, psychotherapists, and those foreign doctors didn't speak English, but they would have hourly sessions with in-house psychiatric patients, giving them psychotherapy, and then they would bill the insurance company or Medicare for an hour of psychiatric counseling. And I could never understand how someone who didn't speak the language of the patient could possibly provide anything resembling psychiatric counseling. So I used to say it was a true instance of the inmates running the asylum because the crazy ones to me seemed like the administrators and the people in charge who had this system even set up to begin with. Again, sanity can be very subjective. So what is hypersanity? Well, in that book that I mentioned earlier by Nell Burton, he talks about Jane Goodall and the Dalai Lama being examples of hypersanity. He says it's the Jane Goodalls in the world. It's often the people who make real impact on society in innovative and positive ways. The creative people, the artists, the musicians, the writers, even the tech people, But I would argue that there is an opposite to hypersanity, 
And I think it's hyper insanity is what I would call it. And I think what Stacey Abrams said this week is in fact a perfect example of hyper insanity because saying that there is no fetal heartbeat at six weeks, that it's a machine made audiophile that has been concocted so that men can control women's bodies flies in the face, not only of, as Dr. Fauci would say, the science, meaning himself, but it flies in the face of verifiable, factually substantiated medical science, and it does so for political purposes. She is saying that for political purposes. She is saying that because the Democrats hope that the driving force for voter turnout on the Democratic side in November will be the Dobbs decision, will be the nationwide fury by women coast to coast because abortion has been abolished and made illegal in the United States, which of course I'm not even going to address in this episode because I've done it so many times before as a lawyer as to what Dobbs actually said. But there's danger, there's danger in humoring people like Stacey Abrams who say things like that. There's danger in humoring them and there's danger in validating what they say. Just days after she said it, Planned Parenthood edited their website and they went from acknowledging a fetal heartbeat at six weeks to, yes, promoting the Stacey Abrams version that there is no fetal heartbeat at six weeks, that it is the a machine picking up a sound or manufacturing a sound that isn't, in fact, the fetal heartbeat. The danger really is in humoring and validating hyperinsanity. There's also a danger in not calling these people out. There's danger in not saying No, there is a fetal heartbeat at six weeks. There's danger in not saying, no, there are only two sexes. There's danger in not saying, men cannot menstruate or breastfeed. There's danger in not saying, perverted pedophiles are not minor attracted people who should be understood for their preference. They are sick people who need help and often need incarceration when they have acted upon their pedophilia. Look, we all have a right to be ourselves. We have a natural, God-given right to be ourselves. We have a right to exercise our free will. We're born, all of us, for that very purpose. And I'll be the first to admit that there's something called perspective, I did an entire podcast on perspective recently, but perspective is different than hyper-insanity. Saying global warming, for example, is real, and humans caused it, and therefore we can fix all of it, is a matter of perspective, admittedly. But stating that a fetal heartbeat at six weeks is really a machine-made audio file for the purpose of controlling a woman's body, that is not perspective. That is hyper-insanity. Stacey Abrams is a fiction writer. She has that gift. And I would say that Stacey Abrams has either lost the dividing line between fiction and nonfiction 
or she is the worst kind of political opportunist who will say anything, who will defy reality, who will defy medical science in the hope that it will get her the governorship of Georgia that she almost got her hands on last time, but somehow didn't, and according to her fiction, voter suppression. Yesterday, I had a talk outside with my neighbor. My neighbor is a left-wing Democrat, for the most part, and I am certainly a, I'm not a Republican, I'm an independent, but I'm conservative. I certainly lean right on almost all issues. And he and I started to have a conversation yesterday, and that conversation lasted about an hour. And in that hour, we covered everything from abortion, immigration, Donald Trump, the economy, foreign policy, you name it, because we both love this stuff, but we come at it from two very different, if I may use the word, perspectives. I don't think he's insane, and he doesn't think I'm insane. We acknowledge that we see the facts, we just have different perspectives, both as to what's happening, but also, well, more so, not what's happening, let me take that back. We have different perspectives as to what the solution is. And we may have varying opinions on where the lines are between what's okay in dealing with correcting problems and what isn't. But the point of my sharing this is he's a passionate guy about what he believes in and I'm a passionate woman about what I believe in. And so the conversation over the course of an hour at times got, I can't call it heated because we were never arguing but we both at different times in the conversation were very passionate about our positions, our perspectives. And I think on maybe at least one occasion, each way, he got me to stop and think by something he said, and I got him to stop and think by something I said. And I'm not saying that anything radically changed in either one of our perspectives when we walked away from that conversation. But the interesting thing is this, We walked away from the conversation the same way we entered it, as neighbors and friends. And in fact, after the conversation, I texted him and I said, you know, our differences are completely overridden by our friendship. And he said, I absolutely agree and always have felt that way. I share this with you because if only we could do this across the country, If only everyone wasn't wedged into camps that had immovable boundaries that you couldn't step outside of. If only there wasn't so much us and them, so much hate, so much anger, so much division, so much separation. He and I don't agree, but we could have a conversation. We could even differ in that conversation. I was thinking about it last night. A few weeks ago, maybe almost two months ago now, I needed to go to urgent care at midnight. And my symptoms were such that I was afraid to drive. I didn't want to jeopardize anyone else's health or well-being with me at the wheel. But I also didn't want to call 911. I did not want an ambulance. I just wanted to get to urgent care. I texted him, and he, he and his the woman that he lives with, I texted them both. And I said, which urgent care do you think is the best around here? Because I know they're up late and their lights were on and I knew I wasn't going to be disturbing anyone. And they told me where they prefer to go if they have to. And then he texted me back and he said, how are you going to get there? And I said, I'm going to drive. 
and I didn't want to drive, but I was going to as opposed to calling 911. Not sure how good that thought process was, but he instantly texted back and he said, no, 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 I'm, I'm coming to get you. I'll drive you. Now, this is someone with his own health conditions. This is someone who just had surgery not too long ago. He has ongoing health problems. He's a veteran. He served in Vietnam and he came right over, picked me up, took me to urgent care. They said it would be about an hour and a half. I said, go home. He said, no, no, I'll sit here and read off my phone. I'll read a book or something on the phone. He waited an hour and a half and he drove me home. Fortunately, nothing was seriously wrong with me. But here's my point. Do I not talk to that neighbor? Do I disdain those people? Do I look down upon them as if they are less than or stupid, less intelligent than me because they have a different political perspective than I do? Or do I look at that next door neighbor and think, what a giving kind soul, how generous they both are, that they didn't mind my infringing on their late evening and that he would take me and stay with me for the entire time. That's what's best about us as humans. We have the capacity to distinguish and prioritize the difference between what is less important and what is more important. But as a nation, for a multitude of reasons, we have lost that ability to prioritize the things that really matter. And at the top of the list, we have put the following. If you don't agree with me, if you don't see politics the way I see it, you are my enemy and I want nothing to do with you. This is a recipe for disaster. It's a recipe for personal relationship disaster, but it's also a recipe of disaster for the nation, for the culture, for the society. We really need to wake up to what matters in life. And what matters in life is relationship and you can't have it if the only way you're capable of having it is if someone sees things exactly the way you do. I can't say that I've always had this understanding or perspective, if I can use that word again, but as I lived my life and as I made mistakes and as I learned as I went, I came to appreciate the importance of relationship. And I think it is the key to survival for us as a nation. I hope that many of you have the opportunity to test out the example of what I shared with you about my neighbor. I hope you have the opportunity to disagree with someone. And I hope that both of you are big enough to step into the moment, share your diverse opinions, and then truly either embrace or shake hands or walk away knowing that above all else, you're both human you're both here feeling your way through an uncertain world and we all need each other in some way, shape, or form. And to deny that is to exhibit an arrogance and a self-destruction that doesn't end well. I want us to end well. I know you do too. So it's up to you and it's up to me to hold this kind of consciousness, this consciousness of connection and oneness and to be able to prioritize those things that matter the most. Thanks for listening. I'm Carol Gold. I'll be back here again next week. And until I am, by all means, think for yourself.
Carol thanks you for spending your valuable time with her. It is her mission to empower you to remember how smart and capable you are. Be sure to check out Carol's website, carolgold.com. That's carol with an E, gold.com. Please leave a review and subscribe here so you'll be alerted to Carol's next podcast. Until then, above all else, remember, it's time to think for yourself.